0: Hello, and welcome to Heart and Art, the podcast that connects people through creativity. I'm your host, Danny Vanderbroek, a Hong Kong based writer and teacher of world literature. I'm excited to be here and share the many voices of our enthusiastic and rich art scene here in Hong Kong. Each week, we deal with a philosophical question related to the arts and explore the thoughts of our guests in relation to their own craft. So today we're here to explore the relationship between art and desire i'm joined by michelle comarolo a hong kong-based singaporean journalist and short fiction writer michelle recently published a collection of 15 short stories in a book titled without stories of lack and longing
1: welcome to the show michelle thanks danny good to be here yeah
0: it's good to see you what was it that inspired this collection
1: right so you know um when you meet people, um, the first thing they say when you ask them, how are you, is usually, I'm great, all good, couldn't be better, no complaints. Mm-hmm. Uh, some variation of this. And um, But once you actually start talking, you realise that there's a thorn in everyone's side. Mm. And everyone seems to be either feeling like there's something they want that they're not getting, or... Or they feel like, um, you know, other people have something that, that they don't. So, you know, generally, uh, discontent, I suppose. That awareness that uh, everybody seems to be afflicted with some level of uh, discontent. Yeah. And it's usually something that um, people tend to try to hide because we're all told we should be happy and grateful, right? Or right. we should, you know, uh, count our blessings. And uh, we're not supposed to focus on uh, on the things that you know, we we don't have and that when happy we don't have
0: yeah we're also taught to follow that script aren't we yeah, so, yeah you know when you ask someone how they are if they actually started to tell you really you might get a bit yeah, of shock
1: yeah <laughs> so the stories are um they're set in uh, different cities
0: yeah. Uh, yeah
1: Athens, Toronto, Hong Kong, Singapore, London, Boston and uh and the the characters in the stories are all in one way or another held back
0: okay um, yeah
1: you know, they're t- or they're trying to be who they think they should be, um, yep. or they're trying to uh, get what they want, or deny that they want it. All the characters, in one way or another, uh, suffer from discontent. Um, yeah. you know, they're frustrated by denied desires. They feel a sense of helplessness sometimes, and they also suffer from envy, of course. Yeah. You know, yeah, very universal and ugly human emotion. Um,
0: I think it's um, you know when I was reading the collection, it's it's just a, a real testament to the human condition.
1: Yeah, chronic <laughs> discontent. Anyway. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and in each and every one of your characters, yeah. you know, I think someone can find something to identify with. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think I think a lot of the characters they're they're kind of on the outside looking in. So you know they it's kind of like when you're seated at a cafe, yeah, and you watch I don't know like the girl next to you or or the family and they all look they look like they have it all together and you feel like you've been shortchanged by life, <laughs> right? Yeah, like somehow you know you haven't got. The tools needed to make this full and wonderful life that you imagine everybody else is leading. The comparisons yeah. always go, yeah. go on
0: and on, do yeah. 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 And I, I like the idea of facade, Yeah, um, acting a certain way or acting yeah. a certain role while our internal world is something entirely at odds with yeah. what is outside of us.
1: Yeah. And I think that itself is very isolating that... Feeling that you're the only one that's plagued by desire mm. and obsession. Yeah. And everybody else is free from it. And in that state of, oh my, everything is good, you know. Glass is half full. Mm. And you look at them and you're like, oh gosh, like, but I can't sleep at night because I want this thing so badly. Or I feel so deprived not having this other thing. And you look around and it seems that everybody, you know, even people who may seem worse off than you, seem to be fine with their lot. Yeah And that yeah. is extremely isolating I think To think that you're the only one That is struggling With the feelings Of not having it
0: Yeah I also think You know Something that came up In one of the other episodes Was just this idea How You know We're, we're really invested in Outcomes or how things are going to be or what the next Mm. achievements going Mm. to be and I I don't know I think that's something which is very indicative of going somewhere, but we never reach our destination Yeah, yeah (laughs) So were there any of these characters then that you
1: feel like you identify with particularly? There's one character, I guess I identify with all of them, but the story, the oldest I wrote back in uh, 2009, nine, that is Listen If You Will. Yeah. And, uh, and it's about Marcus, a Singaporean creative writing student in mm. London who is uh, trying to figure out why he's even writing fiction. Yeah. And I identify a lot with him because I think growing up in Singapore, the idea of a novelist or fiction writer is kind of almost a bit laughable. Yeah. There's no... It's it's not a a profession that Culturally, has been held in uh, in high esteem.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um,
1: you know, so um, when you say like, "Oh, when I grow up, I want to write fiction," it's kind of like saying, "Oh, when I grow up, I want to be a clown at a carnival." Yeah. You know. So I think you know I identify a lot with him. You know, coming from from Singapore and deciding to be a fiction writer anyway. Yeah. um yeah. And it, you know, in this story, um, Marcus, who's you know somewhat introverted and. Um, Having been brought up in the context of pragmatic and economically focused Singapore, he questions what it means to be a successful writer or Mm. a real writer, but learns that it's not fame, fortune, recognition or prestige that should matter to the storyteller and that fiction is about how closely and accurately the writer can peer into the lives of others to figure out what makes them tick.
0: That psychological element. Yeah, yeah
1: mm. absolutely. And I think in some ways, Marcus and I are both a little bit sick because <laughs> because, you know, it's very voyeuristic. But yeah. I sometimes feel like, you know, I really want, I crave intimacy and connection. But sometimes that intimacy and connection with a human being in real life can be quite inconvenient and time-consuming and hard work, right? Or
0: just plain terrifying. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) And and so, you know, like through speculation and imagination, I feel that I get to, for a little while, try and see the world through their eyes, which is the closest I'm ever going to get without all the, you know, the risk that are involved when real human beings get close yeah Yeah, that's
0: an interesting idea and I'm just thinking back to you know this this perception that people have of artists Mm -hmm. and you know wanting to be an artist and parents um, not just in Singapore but I think it's a global phenomenon you know I wonder why it's such a, a laughable career to some people I know that it's hard to monetize art these days yeah Um, and but I, I think that that can't be the only factor
1: well I think to be to be a writer is one of the more crazy desires yeah that any human being can have like to be an artist not just to be a writer but to make that decision that your life path is that of Creation for the sake of creation, and if you get any monetary benefits, that's a plus. Yeah. but that is not it. You know, so you're you're not following the same rules that a lot of other people follow. You're throwing away the script of buy the house, get married, have the kids, buy the car. You know, you you um yeah, you're giving yourself over to 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 something that is a bit of a mystery. You know, yeah. you never know what the outcome is going to be. You can't be in the results business if if you want to create and um. And you know, you, you the subject being desire. You know, I think if I wasn't so frequently disturbed <laughs> by things, by and dissatisfied by by the way I am. Yeah. Uh, you know, if I was born like maybe more psychologically or emotionally resilient, you know, bit ca- more calm and positive, maybe mm-hmm. I would be a writer. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, not that I, you know, not that I think that I'm, you know, <laughs> like a mess, but I think if I was more well-adjusted um, there wouldn't be so much of a drive to figure things out figure out why I am the way I am why the world is the way it is
0: I just it's funny because there's this idea that goes way back you know this idea of the baronic hero of the kind mm. of pale-faced poet that I think comes back right back to that idea of courtly love and of wooing mm. and you know the mm. the kind of pale with longing and desire <laughs> but yeah. it seems like that trope has stuck around in terms of describing writers and other artists. So I wonder if, you know, there is a... Well, I think, yeah,
1: I think you see, the thing is, and desire is a very wonderful feeling, but it's also a feeling that can absolutely destroy A human Mm. being, right? If anyone who's ever had a crush or suffered from unrequited love would understand, you know that feeling of wanting something so badly. It feels really good, especially when you're not quite sure whether you can get it yet. Unless, of course, you know, like you once you realize like it's really beyond, uh, you know, attainment, then it it hurts. But I think I've always been aware of of a void within me.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. and I think
1: all of, these, all of my characters as well that's where the story starts it starts with the void there is the fact Okay, there's the clear cut lack when let's say somebody has something you don't have it and you want it yeah. but there's the other lack that is even more where well, the anguish that it causes is a bit more insidious it's when yeah. you have everything and you think you should be happy because, and you should be grateful because these are the things that other people would be envious of and other people would want, but you're not happy with them. Yeah. Then what do you do?
0: <laughs> that's, that's the million dollar question. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, yeah.
1: it just goes to show that it doesn't have to do with the, ex- like that feeling of discontent does not have to do with the external and what we attain mm. or, or, you know, the, the, the next achievement. It's, it's not about that. It sits within us yeah i'm acutely aware of it within myself which is why i have to keep writing because that void is cold and it's empty and it's dark and it's inhuman and when i write i feel that i'm lighting a match to kind of try and and warm it up a little bit give it some light make sense of it you know see what lies within and how i can maybe close it up a little bit or make it smaller that's so
0: interesting that imagery of light because i've often felt you know when i'm writing a story that i'm in a dark room and i have a torch and as i walk around the room i don't know where anything is but writing is shining the torch one by one on each piece of furniture to find the lay of the land yeah so it's interesting that that idea of you know creating light yeah came in your description as well yeah makes me think of I did this online course on screenwriting mm-hmm. and it was for people like people who were experienced writers right through yeah. to complete novices so they took it right down to the bones uh, and the one of the lecturers said that the basics of any story boiled down to your main character wants something what do they want and they can't have it Mm. why can't they have it Mm. and i thought that was just so obvious yet Mm. something that unless you've written before Mm. it's not what you would think about can you tell us a little bit about your creative process then because i know i'm always interested in that because it's so different from one author to another right
1: yeah yeah Yeah. i well in 2014 before before the, the stories came to place yeah I don't think I really had a process <laughs> yep. right And then I heard somebody else in my one of my writing groups talk about writing talking about writing at a cafe. And I yeah. said, oh I don't like writing in cafes you know <laughs> like, uh, like it's too public but I did that and it changed. I don't know why but it just maybe it was the fact that I felt that I had to sit because I could not run to the toilet or run to the kitchen or you know do something else and especially I, in Hong
0: Kong yeah. you've got to
1: keep your table yeah. it's like prized so that <laughs> you know, like anchors you to your spot. But yeah, so, so that I do most of my writing in cafes because I'm, I'm also a, a freelance journalist. So my mm. computer with all my, you know, the the paid work is, you know, invoicing and all of that, that's in my home computer. So if I'm, I'm too close to that, I'm like, oh, well, well, I'll do the paid work instead. Yeah, you know?
0: that makes sense. So
1: I kind of that's I do all my creative writing. Okay. So I usually warm up by writing in a writing journal. So I have a writing journal and... Uh, as I warm up, you know, I set two to three creative writing tasks that I hope to accomplish by the end of each writing session,
0: okay, which yeah. is
1: usually from about 8.30 or 9 in the morning to about 1 or 2 in the afternoon. Yeah. And uh, I usually start writing a few paragraphs or a page about an idea or a character with a problem. Then I think about what happens next. And I, usually the idea comes to me and I have this, I have a book where I keep all my ideas as well but you know i I write up flesh out the two paragraphs just to see if there really is anything there and whether or not you know because some ideas just die really fast
0: yeah it's good to find out yeah
1: yeah so then i think about what happens next uh if i think you know quite interesting then i jot down a sequence of scenes that bring the idea to its conclusion or uh, addresses the character's problem in an unexpected way I like to have the end in view before I continue writing it may change but if I can't wrap it up nicely then I can't really move confidently with with the story so I need to know the ending
0: that makes sense yeah
1: yeah yeah and what's going to happen to them you know do they do they come out of the whole experience enlightened and a better person or do they get taught a lesson Do you know what I mean? It's kind of a bit Aesop Fable-y Yeah I mean, you know Short stories usually do have um, Consequences, I think Yeah uh, So the 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 balance is restored Exactly, yeah Very much like a parable sometimes (laughs) Even though I try Not to, you know Have (laughs) it be But, you know I just want to see What happens in the end And then I can try and move to that Uh, then I try to write the first draft as quickly as possible this can take anything from a week to three months depending on my other obligations next I send it to my three writer friends for feedback Mm -hmm. once I receive their feedback I rewrite the story and then I submit it to them again they're a very patient bunch (laughs) then I receive their feedback and I rewrite it again then I leave it alone for a while and I revisit it maybe a month, a few weeks, uh, a couple of months later. At this point, I usually decide whether the story is good enough to continue working on or whether I should chuck it. Yeah. And if I decide it's worth keeping, then the revising process takes a really long time. There have been some stories that I've had more than 20 versions. Then I just keep doing that till I feel that the story is as good as it can be and I put it in in a folder... You know, for stories that I think are good enough to include in a new co- collection, or maybe I submit it to a literary magazine or uh, a fiction anthology.
0: Yeah, and it's it, just the theme. It just occurs to me, you know. You know, people say I I can't write, but. I don't know if people know just how much work goes into revising and Mm. how many revisions there are. It's just, like, real resilience and, you know, this kind of ability to, like, plough on.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, it's only worth it. It's only worth the effort if you know that the seed... Has potential exactly to you know if you've got like something that has potential, which is why I, I let it sit because I think it's it's also I've had quite a number of stories that I've reworked and reworked and, and then I'm just work. like no they're no good <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. Um but you know when you have a good one it's like the magic
0: beans yeah Jack and the yeah. Beanstalk yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then it, it doesn't matter how how much work it takes because you're you're invested. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah,
1: and the friends help because they're usually the best sounding board. Yeah. if they're entertained, you know you're you're on track, right? It's true. If yeah, if they're kind of like, eh, uh, uh, then it's like, uh, then you know, maybe right?
0: maybe start on something else. They have to be good friends though, because you know Honest. you don't want someone just kind of telling you everything's great. Yeah, it's not useful. No, not at all. <laughs> as nice as it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're coming to a close. I wish that yeah. I could talk to you more and ask more questions. Can you let us know where we can look to find your work?
1: Yeah, here in um, Hong Kong. Yeah. Without is available at Bookazine Stores and IFC and Princess Building. Okay. Bleak House Books in Kowloon. Mm-hmm. And Buy Bookstore on Lantau Island. Oh, okay. The ones are a bit
0: further out. Yep.
1: That's right. And uh, it's a really cute bookstore, actually. Yeah, Blab. I've not yeah. been to that one. Nice. They have, uh, they have uh, readings there on, on the weekends. Ah, so. okay. And uh, in Singapore, it's uh, available at times. Books actually select books and Kinokuniya bookshops. And it's also available in paperback and Kindle format through Amazon. Wonderful, so we can reach a global audience. Please do, without stories of lack and longing. You yeah. pick up a copy if you're interested in short stories.
0: There's definitely something for everyone in there. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on the so show. Thank you so much, Danny. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to join in the discussion, have questions or comments, please post on our Facebook wall at fb.me forward slash heart 2019 if you love art and would like to take part in the show contact us at m.me forward slash 2019 i've been your host danny
1: vanderbrook thank you for listening and see you next time